We on the mic with Bless Dre, y'all. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. to the glass ceiling, Delgan. Welcome back to the glass ceiling, damn it. Hope you had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Easter weekend. He has risen. I'm telling you. Welcome back, damn it. Welcome back. Welcome back to the glass ceiling. I'm your host, Blessed Dre. It's an honor, a privilege, and of course, another honor and a privilege to be here, damn it. You made it through another week, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead and give yourself a round of applause just for that, at least. Go ahead and do it for yourself, damn it. But we're back, we're back, we're back, of course, and you know I love it here. And you know it's that time to just get straight into it. You know I love it, so we got to get into it. Let's go into it. News in the sports world this week. You know there's a few heartbreakers, of course. Shout out to Dwayne Haskins. We'll talk about him in NFL Talk. Because I have a few things to say about Adam Schefter. A lot of people be like, give Adam Schefter a pass. He made a mistake. But not today, damn it. Not today. But anyway, uh, WNBA draft. The rise of the WNBA, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. I'm about to actually invest in the WNBA. That's how much I believe in it, damn it. The stars are about, I'm telling you, there's about to be a rise. In women's sports, you might want to catch on the wave. Anyway, um, shout out to the WNBA, of course. Amisha Williams, we'll get into that later. Shout out to to her, of course, being the first HBCU player drafted in the 19 years. You got to love it, and you got to respect it. You know we love the culture on this show. NBA playoffs are underway. Timberwolves almost didn't find themselves in it, thanks to Cat. But they're in it, damn it. Even have a 1-0 lead over... You know my favorite, my little sleepers, the Grizzlies. We'll get into that later in WNBA, uh, and, uh, NBA talk. Excuse me. Damn it, it's been a little minute. But NBA talk, of course. We'll get into that, of course. And AG's going to tell me why the hell the Grizzlies are pa- playing the way they're playing. Because I hope game one isn't an indication of how they're going to play for the rest of the series. Because I promise you they're going home in the first round to the Timberwolves. That arguably shouldn't even be there. But anyway, you know I love Anthony Edwards. Shout out to him. 
But that was just about it in the news for the news this week in the sports world. You know we love it. And you know we're going to get deeper into it. Coming up with NFL talk, of course. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. Shout out to Taz Money. If you don't know who he is, he's coming to you right now in your ear. Go listen to Rookie of the Year, damn it. We'll be back. We'll be back with NFL Talk. I love it here. Let a bitch nigga in I got them killers waiting outside I send them in Don't be stingy with this dick Go and get a friend Shooting niggas wrong God damn it I'm finna sin again Nigga send a pen Me and twin Get his friend Hundred pounds Get him in Kill him for them Benjamins You a dog Sick him then This my dog Lick him then Nervous bitch you fidget in Damn I miss Spin again And we're back We're back we are back. Taz Lopez, that was the song. I know y'all, what is this? What's this right here, Dre? I already know y'all are on that. I'm trying to tell you. Taz Money is coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Get on the wave, I'm telling you. We're getting on the waves, man. I'm telling you, before it's too late, before you get left, I'm telling you. But it is that time. It is that time. Go ahead, bring it in for me, Mr. DJ. Ah. Ah, 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 ah. NFL Talk, NFL Talk, NFL Talk. This was a short one for you this week, ladies and gentlemen, but it has to be said. Obviously, this past week we lost Dwayne Haskins, was battling for the Steelers starting role, what have you. Was a star Heisman finalist at Ohio State. Video goes viral when he was a JIT his first time on... um. Ohio State's campus, what have you. He says, I'm going to be a Buckeye. Not only does he do it, but he becomes a Buckeye legend. You got to love it. So, obviously, you know, the NFL world mourns him and, you know, those who love him and appreciate just the value of life in general. Mourn his loss, what have you. But we all know, we saw that tweet Adam Schefter said, the day that we lost. Dwayne Haskins. If you didn't, let me just give you the summary, basically, why people are so mad at Adam Scheffner and saying that he needs to be fired and blase, blase, or at least suspended, what have you. The man literally says, as a breaking news tweet, keep in mind a lot of people didn't know Dwayne Haskins died. This is what he says, the first thing he says. Dwayne Haskins struggling NFL player who is on his third team with the Pittsburgh Steelers or second team with the Pittsburgh Steelers, blase, blase, after having issues in the NFL, died. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you, but if Dwayne Haskins was my loved one, ladies and gentlemen, I would be pissed off would be an understatement. So you're telling me that the day someone loses their life, and the first time maybe our family or anyone is hearing about it, I have to hear about this man's football struggles. Now, ladies and gentlemen, to you, this just may be a writer's incident or an honest mistake, but 
It's bullshit because he didn't do his job. In journalism, there is such thing called, called integrity, if you will. Every journalist has to have them. Journalism ethics, if you will. They exist. There's literally rules. And I promise you, this man, Adam Schefter, broke everyone. Now, people at ESPN talking about, well, he apologized, and he called his family. What do you guys want him to do? I'm never going to sit up here and call for another man's job, because that's how, unless, you know, he's being blatantly racist or, you know, um, sexually harassing, you know, along those lines. If it calls for uh, immediate termination, you know what it is. But I'm not saying what Adam Schefter did wasn't, you know, a mistake, quotation, quotation. I wish you could see these these air quotes. But what I'm saying is, the point of what I'm saying is, ladies and gentlemen, we can critique people's jobs. Hell, the media does it every single day. I'm part of the media too, so I can say it. We do it every single day. We literally make our money by judging grown men and women on how well they can run up and down or swim or, or dribble or shoot a freaking ball. But see, there comes a certain point where sports just goes out the window. And I don't know, to a lot of people in America, sports is religion, and that is the problem. But, for you know the common sense people, sports goes out the window when it comes to human rights type of things. And death is the most human right you can have. Because everyone has, everyone, everyone. Is going to die someday. Some of us earlier, some of us later. But that wasn't the way for Dwayne Haskins' family to find out. That wasn't the way for, for um, his teammates to find out, those close to him to find out, to read about it. You know, if you're going to do a breaking news thing, we're sorry to say Blase Blase has been killed. But I know damn well if that was Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, hell, hell, Joe Flacco, since you guys say, oh, they have accolades, Joe Flacco, damn it, would have got a better tweet than that. So, ladies and gentlemen, as much as we talk about athletes' mental health and we love athletes, we care about them on and off the field, we got to stop bullshitting. That's bullshit. Because it's really starting to seep through the cracks on what you really feel about professional athletes. That's why I don't hear shit about Kyrie saying anything back to fans. Because how the hell are you going to pay a ticket to watch me? But I can't say shit back to you if you're talking shit in my ear. Does that make sense? Even a little bit? No, it doesn't, does it? So we got to really start thinking about these as these athletes as, I don't know, paid professionals. Because if I come to your job, ladies and gentlemen, and I didn't know you from shit, basically I didn't have a conversation with you, what have you, but it was my job to inform everybody that you had died. And I came to your job and automatically just said, well, struggling person and she had a problem with so-and-so behind her back and da-da-da-da-da, but she died, guys. What the hell does that mean? We really got to start thinking about it, ladies and gentlemen. The way we respect athletes, that is their job. Just like you work at Lowe's, Home Depot, Target, wherever the fuck you work at. Just like you work there. Sell insurance. 
just like you work there. These are their jobs, ladies and gentlemen. So it's time to put, I don't know, a little respect on their name. I mean, you're paying 500 bucks a seat damn near to see some of them. The least you can do is respect them. I'm not saying boo, talk shit to them. I'm not saying take that out of the game. But please, oh please, do not be surprised of the repercussions that come your way. Okay? If that means you get cursed out by them, you get cursed out. Suck it up. Just like they have to suck it up and continue to play a whole game. Because this is the shit I'm talking about. You only care what they do on that field, ladies and gentlemen. What they do for your team. That's all you care about. But once we start caring about them as actual people, we'll get a lot further. Not only in sports, but in the world, ladies and gentlemen. In the world. We'll be back, damn it. We'll be back. Vince Staples. Take us out real quick, Vince. Let's be great. We'll be back with NBA Talk. AG is going to join me, damn it. AG is in the building. Let's be great, AG. We'll be back. We'll be back. I love y'all. Let's be great. Trophy in the hood, eh? Got my weight up. Now I'm feeling good, ayy. Now nigga on, ayy. I done came a long way. If I had one wish, I'd free the whole nigga. She out while we slide Go up in the house Cause this shit get violent Better keep your mouth shut If we hear sirens I'ma be on death row Just like Shug Knight now I stand ten toes I'm not no buster Seen him by the wind cold Worked on my jump Then we're back We're back We're back I love it here I love it here I love it here Damn it I love it AG is in the building Ladies and gentlemen AG is in the building AG let him know My boy What's up, man? What's yes, up, man? Sir. Got yes, man. sir. Yes, sir. Life is good, AG. Always, That's man. All we Always. Need. That's all we need to hear. You already know. But let's get into AG. Hold on. Let me go ahead and bring it in one time because you know it is that time. Go ahead. Cut that NBA talk, NBA talk. And AG, we're finally here, my boy. The playoffs are finally here. Thank God the playoffs are finally here. Playing tournament gave me a little bit of a scare, what have you. Thought Cleveland might have, could have snuck in there, what have you. But it is what it is. Trey Young did what he does. You already know what it is. But Always, yeah. So far in the playoffs, AG, what are you seeing? What's, what's capturing your eye right now in the playoffs? Capturing my eyes. The Nuggets looking kind of weak. Mm. Okay. I ain't going to lie. Respect. No Curry. Yes, sir. No, barely any Curry. Jordan mm. Poole dropping 30. Mm. Uh, I mean, you know, Jokic always going to do his thing. 25-10 and six assists. Of course, of course. But their next best score was Will Barton. Aaron Gordon didn't bring much. Nope. So, I mean, without yeah. Jamal Murray, man, I feel like it's going to be hard for them to win this one. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, that's why I feel low-key. The the Nuggets can't help me do anything without Jamal Murray. You know what I'm saying? You know, But 
I don't know. We don't know if Jamal Murray's even going to come back and be that Jamal Murray. You feel what I'm saying? But that's just my really? that's just my little thing about the Nuggets. That's always my little thing about the Nuggets. But, yeah, you're right. When you're going against the Golden State Warriors, there's only so much you can do in general. And we all know Jokic. It's Jokic and the Nuggets type of thing. You know what I'm saying? So, it is what it I'm is. What's Curry, Curry barely even played. You're not wrong. But we, yeah. al- we also have... You know, we also have Draymond. We also have Clay, seventy-five percent Clay. I don't even think Clay's even eighty percent. You know what I'm saying? We got seventy-five percent Clay running around here. Then we got Jordan Poole. We already know what he's about. We got uh, yeah. uh, what's his name? Peyton Junior. We already know what he's about. I mean, they're just young. They're just young, developed talent. You know what I'm saying? Last year was their little development phase. I feel like all this, all the young talent finally developed. And we're seeing the fruition of it. But let's get into it. Let's get into it, AG. Let's get into it. We saw the Boston Celtics and Jason Tatum pull off a buzzy beater against the Nets. We saw Kyrie go back and forth with the fans, what have you. Already shouted that out on the show already. Don't give two fucks about that because how the hell are you going to pay a ticket to come see me and I can't talk shit back to you, you know. But uh, for me personally, AG... I got to ask you, do you believe in the Boston Celtics this year? Can they win it all? Can they do it? To win it all, man, that's, that's far-fetched. Mm. Mm. It is. That, that's, that's far-fetched in my eyes. I mean, not saying that they couldn't. That's, that's like, uh, they, they definitely <laughs> could. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. But it's still, like, far-fetched, in my opinion. I feel like they still got a lot of growing to do. Mm. Uh, I still feel like they're missing, like, one piece. Okay. What kind of piece would you say that is, if I don't mind, if you don't mind asking? Um, really, man, they need, they need one more, like, bucket getter. Like, okay. they got Jason Tatum. They got Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Marcus Smart was hooping. Al Horford was hooping. I'm telling you. But I still feel like they need one more, like, solid piece. They need one guard, like, one solid guard. Mm. They can just give them 15. Okay. I respect it. Because not, not every game Jason Tatum going to have 31 and 8 assists. You're not wrong. Look, I mean, not saying he's not capable. He's definitely, definitely capable, but. Look. That, What's up? You're not wrong. To do that against to do that against the Brooklyn Nets, you're not wrong. That would be consistently, you know, that would be something to see from Jason Tatum. I think he's capable, just like you said, I think he's capable, right? Personally, what I'm gonna say about the Boston Celtics. I was on the show earlier this year, what have you, when they were struggling, they were damn near in the tenth seed, what have you. Struggling, thought they were gonna trade Jalen Brown, separate the two. But they figured it out, what have you. They figured it out. They bought into the new coach, figured it out. When I say what I saw yesterday that was different from Boston Celtics teams in previous years, these past few previous years since Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart have been together. They figured it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, look. They had the game on lock. They're going back and forth. It's a close game. They go on a little run, and the Nets literally go on a run to go up seven. Past Boston Celtics teams would have folded. I promise you, <laughs> past Boston Celtics teams would have folded. But for some reason, 
This team came back, figured it out, didn't call a timeout on the last play, and won at the buzzer. Touching everyone's hands, matter of fact, it was a beautiful play. You can't lie. So if I believe in them to win it all, if they get past the Nets, AG, I'm telling you they're winning it all. I'll say it right <laughs> here, AG. If they get past these Brooklyn Nets in like six, if it's seven, come talk to me later. We could chat later. But if it's six, if they can get it done in six, AG, I like the Boston Celtics to be determined this year to get one. I like the Boston Celtics to be determined to get one. I'm telling you. They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals before. I'm telling you. They've been there recently. Jason Tatum was there. Listen, that young pup experience is about to come into fruition. Mark my words. If they can just get past Kyrie and KD, and we know KD is about to play better than he did last game. This man might come out and drop 40 next game. I promise you he might. Kyrie had 39. You're not wrong. But I promise you KD himself. (laughs) That man specifically might come out and drop 40 next game. Because he played horrible in the first half. I promise you he won't do it again. But so you so you think you think the Celtics are losing to the Heat or beating the Heat? I think the Celtics are the team that match up perfectly against the Miami Heat. Yes, I do. And that that game could go seven. That game right there could go seven. That series, excuse me, could go seven. I'm telling yeah. you. I'm telling you. That's just me. Now, Ag, let's go over to the West real quick. Over to that West side. Because my surprise sleepers this year who are supposed to make it to the Western Conference Finals were the Memphis Grizzlies, excuse me. But you know what, AG? I didn't see the same Memphis Grizzlies I saw during the regular season, in game one at least, against the Timberwolves. This is the same Timberwolves. Respect to Anthony Edwards. If you don't know how I feel about Anthony Edwards, the man's not human. The man is the future of the NBA. Trust and believe I believe in Anthony Edwards. Russell, uh, uh, what's his name? D'Angelo Russell, yes. Respect to him, of course. All-star already know what he is. Cat, I don't know which cat I'm going to get if I get that cat from game one. It's going to be a long series for the Grizzlies. But I got to ask you, A.G., are the Memphis Grizzlies, are they ready to win it all this year? I got to know. Because if I put my heart into them and I get it broke, I'm going to be pissed off. You know what I'm saying? But I can't take no. another heartbreak this year. No. They can't win it all this year? That's what you're saying? No, they can't. Why can't they do? It's just not enough. Mm. Not you, enough. Now, what do you mean not enough? This is a top-ranked defensive team. Young, energetic, got shooters. That's fine. Okay. Tell you, man, playoff basketball different. Their experience is very minimal. Their most experienced player on their team in the playoffs is Steven Adams, and he had zero points and three rebounds last game. <laughs> You're not wrong. But they've been to the playoffs. They were just there last year. They were just there last but it's not, year. It's, it's, not, it's not the same experience, though. Well, at least the play in. But you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I can't deny that. Personally, I believe yeah. – I don't think they're going to play as bad as they did in game one. I pray to God they don't play as that bad. Because this is their series to lose. But speaking of series to lose, AG, 
who should be on upset alert in this round one? Because right now you're telling me it sounds like the Memphis Grizzlies. But yeah, that's what you're saying, the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, if you just look at look at what happened last game. I mean, they played in Memphis. Constantly, mm-hmm. Towns had thirty and thirteen. Is he good? It's cat Anthony, though. Anthony, I understand. Anthony Edwards had thirty six. Respect. D'Angelo Russell had ten and nine assists. Mm-hmm. Michael Beasley off the bench had twenty three. Okay. Like compare compare them to the Memphis Grizzlies. I feel like they definitely got more experience, especially with like being in the league. They got Pat Bev leading them. Like they got that type of tenacity. Like I ain't gonna lie, I feel like and they're hungry too. Like Carson Towns and D'Angelo Russell been in the league for a minute. I know. You're not wrong. They're, hung- they're hungry, bro. They're hungry. Well, I, look, see, that's why I get, okay, D'Angelo Russell, respect. He's hungry. Got it. Cat, he's hungry when he wants to be. And you can't deny that because, yeah, he just did that in game one. What about in the play-in to get them to the playoffs? It wasn't even his his doing. It wasn't his actions while they're in the playoffs. Honestly, it's Pat Bev. And Anthony Edwards. Those were the ones. Those, that's the but reason. Those, but those are two dogs, though. Those are two dogs. You're not wrong. Got, You're not wrong, but I'm gotta, saying. Then you add in Carnegie Towns and D'Angelo Russell as well. Two people who have proven to, you know what I'm saying, go for 30, go for 40 or sometimes. You're not wrong. Anthony Edwards is going to be the face of the franchise very soon. But you know who's the face of the, face of the franchise right now? It's Cat. No, undisputed, it is Cat. They put he's the most paid on the team, most experienced on the team, most tenured on the team. It's Cat's franchise. And me personally, the reason I don't buy Cat is because we don't know consistently what we're gonna get from him. Because in a playing game, when your life depends on it, you can literally give me seven, seven minutes and foul out. And I'm supposed to be content with that as the face of the franchise. You know what I'm saying? But on the other hand, game one, you come out and give me 30 after uh, 30 or whatever, 30 and 10, after I play you literally the whole game. So again, we don't know what we're gonna get from Cat. Am I gonna expect to am I expecting to play him the whole game? Do you think Cat can play the whole game, AG? For sure. You think consistently Cat can play the whole game? Yep. You think 100%. 100% man. You think so? Yeah, played 42 last night or the other night. You're not wrong. I said consistently, though, in the playoffs. And in the playing play game, D'Angelo Russell had, had 30. You're not wrong. I did skip D'Lo's numbers. You're right. D'Lo did go crazy. I'm telling well. you, like, he ain't D-Lo even go crazy go- last game, and they still won by 13. You're they put wrong. up 130. And you said the Memphis Grizzlies were one of the best defensive teams. You're right, wrong, but I didn't say the same. I get They it. gave up. They gave up 130 in the first round of the playoffs at home. That hurts. You're not wrong. Like, that hurts. Like, John Moran is he's cold. He's solid. He is one of the best players in the league right now, but can't do everything by himself. Mm. Not wrong. You can't. You're not wrong. I expect the Memphis. I expect Bain, Desmond Bain to come out and give a better performance. I expect Kyle Anderson to come out and give a better performance. Hell, I expect Steven Adams to give me some points. I promise you, he's not going to give me zero again. 
You promise? I pro- <laughs> I pinky promise. I pinky promise. <laughs> I'm telling you. But I gotta shout out the men. I, I hope I hope personally, personally, AG, I think the Bucks are on upset alert. I think the Chicago Bulls could do it. I don't expect DeMar DeRozan to shoot the way he did. I don't expect Caruso to play the way he did. I don't, don't damn sure don't expect um, Vucevic to go two of ten from three because that's a consistent three-point shooter. I don't expect Zach Levine to go six of 19 from the field. Do you expect that, AG? I, uh, hell no. I know you don't. So, personally, I think if Chicago steals one. Now, if they go down 2-0, that's a different story. You got me. Whatever. But... If Chicago steals one in Milwaukee, this next game, tomorrow, Tuesday, I'm telling you, the Bucks or the the Bulls are gonna come out with the series. Ag, you heard it here first on the glass ceiling, damn it. The Bulls are gonna beat the defending champs if they can Whoa. sneak one. If they can sneak one tomorrow night, I'm telling you. And that's yeah. a hey, I pinky. Promise, I think he promised Ag. <laughs> oh, I definitely know. I know for a fact. Like this, this is gonna sound crazy, but I know for a fact they're not even gonna beat the 76ers. Like <laughs> right. I ain't gonna lie, seventy six is, is definitely about to shock some people. You think so? Hundred percent. All right. Because hey, I, I pray to God. Because you know what I said last time you were on the show. What happens if they don't even make it to the fi- to the Western, uh, the Eastern Conference Finals? I already told you it's gonna be a bust in Philly. I'm telling you, bro. Tyron uh, Maxi had 38 points. Oh yeah, I, no, I respect Maxi. James Harden had 22. You're not wrong. Nolan B had 19. Not and wrong. Tobias Harris had Tobias Harris had 26. You're not wrong. Like, I ain't gonna lie. They they're a really full team. Like they got they got people everywhere, bro. They're also a team that can fold as well. Don't tell me you're just just going based on James Harden. Nope, not going based off James Harden. I'm going off the 76ers. They can fold the team. We know (laughs) in the past year you're gonna blame. So last season we blamed Ben Simmons. That's the reason they didn't win the series. Yeah. We're putting that 100% on Ben Simmons. Yeah. No, can't do it. I am. You just said you – hold on. You just said you bro, can't – Bro, he passed open wide open layups. In that one game, correct. I don't care what game it is. If you're wide open under the basket, you're supposed to put it in. Got it. And I, I respect it. I don't give it first game of the season. I don't give a fuck first game of the playoffs. I don't give Not a fuck you're not Finals, wrong. Bro. You're if not you're wrong. If you're under the goal, bro, you put the ball in the hole, bro. You're not wrong, but I know they overpaid Tobias Harris like hell, don't they? I know damn well that what? Uh, what? Uh, Tobias Harris plays defense. You are tripping. He the glue guy on that team. He the one that make everything work. Bro. Ag, I'm gonna have you back on the show. I'm gonna have you back on the show in two weeks. I fucking promise you. And I promise you, Pinky promise, because you know I like to say promise. I Pinky promise you. We are going to look at Tobias Harris's numbers in the playoffs last year, and you're going to tell me they ain't overpaying. You're going to literally sit here and tell me they ain't overpaid Tobias Harris, and Ben Simmons is the only reason the Sixers lost the series last year. Yes, Ben Simmons is the only reason. No. Bro, yes, bro. When Ben Simmons is on the floor as a point guard, 
his man literally stands in the paint and protects against dribble I drives. Respect it, it yep. makes the offense so much harder, bro. AG. And then when then when you taking tough tough shots on offense, it makes it even harder to play defense in next possession because now you're all out of order. They already got a fast break, like. Hey. AD. And then your point guard not even wanting to score the ball, put the ball in the hole when he's right underneath the basket. Like, I don't care. He can't shoot. That's fine. AD. But when you're right underneath the basket, bro, that doesn't take form. I understand. You're seven foot, bro. They lost Put that. the ball in the hole. I understand they lost that one game because he did not make that one play. They had to bro, go. Bro, he did that all season, though, bro. They it's had a mentality, to... though. But it's a mentality, though, like. If your mentality hey. is to not do everything you need to do to win, then it's going to show in other parts. It's, it's going to show when you're in the huddle. It's going to show when you're not even at the game. Like It's chemistry, bro. They didn't even have the right chemistry with him. AG, you cannot say that when they were literally banking on Embiid and Simmons to deliver them a championship. It was not until that Atlanta series that he completely folded and wet the bed I'm agreeing with you, yes. But it wasn't until that series that all that transpired. Yes, we knew he couldn't shoot. Yes, we knew he didn't want to shoot the ball, but he was still dominating and no one cared until Atlanta walled up and said, shoot the ball. So I understand what you're saying. But that was one person. They didn't win another game the rest of the series. That was not yeah. on Ben Simmons. Yeah, it was. He, no. he fucked up the whole team chemistry. He fucked up the whole team chemistry. No. Somebody on my team, we got a chance to win the game. If somebody on my team don't take a layup to win the game and passes the ball up a seven-footer, I'm like, bro, I don't even want to play anymore. Hey, gee, they had more people. That, they had more offensive weapons, arguably, than they do now, besides James Harden. Yeah, that's for sure, but James Harden different. Got you. But they have more offensive weapons you than they do. <laughs> they have more offensive weapons. I don't know, though. James than they Harden do. done led the league in scoring. I trade a lot for James Harden, bro. He done led the league in scoring, bro. Like, You're not you tripping. wrong. I'm not tripping. saying James it Harden, wasn't bro. a good trade. He had 22 <laughs> points and 14 assists. I'm respecting what you're saying. I'm telling you, though, you tried to pin – a whole series on one player as if it was like a if it was like a game seven and he did that, I can't say shit. You got me. Bro, I'm playing the past couple seasons on him, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> I remember Joel and B we can blame him a few times for being soft too. Let's not forget I mean, when he yeah. was soft. Let's not forget that. I mean, yeah, you can say that, but No, we Joel and B is we definitely were saying probably the Joel best center in the league right now. He probably second best center in the league now. Right now. Like, yes, he came into fruition. Yes, and I guarantee you, Ben Simmons will too. Ag, I appreciate you, my boy. It's that time. It's that time. Appreciate you, my boy. Appreciate you. All right, my boy. You know what it is. You know what it is. You know what it is. We gotta have you back in two weeks. We are gonna talk about some real stuff with Ag in two weeks. I promise you that. I promise you that. Pinky promise, AG. Take notes, man. Take notes. Remember hey. what I said, man. Yes, sir. Let hey. Me, I, know when I'm right. We going to come back and talk. I promise. I promise. AG, appreciate you, my boy. We out of here. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back.
my hand on my gun. One is for shooting and one is for fun. Niggas tripping off of 151. Black and, and we're back. We're back. We're back, damn it. I love it here. I love it here. I love it here. Shout out to AG, damn it. Shout out to AG. That's my boy, man. That's my brother, my brother. But you see how we get in. You see how intense we can get, man. You see how intense we can get. But it's all love. I promise you. It's all love. But you know what time it is. You know what time it is. It is justice hour. Because a whole lot of people that look like me need some justice, damn it. And I'm here with my guest, Mr. Xavier Holiday, owner of HBCU Red Zone. Mr. Holiday, let him know what's good, my boy. Let him know what's good. What's going on, man? Hey, I appreciate you for having me on the show, man. I appreciate you for having me. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. I've been noticing the work. Obviously, we've worked with each other on HBCU Red Zone, what have you. Been appreciating the work you do, obviously, bringing light to HBCUs, my boy. It had to be done, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, I love the culture on this show, my boy. I ain't gonna lie to you. Niggas love the culture on this show. So, <laughs> I have to, in this Justice Hour, it was only right we had to talk about the these eight uh, the growth of HBCUs, you know what I'm saying? We got a oh, Misha Williams uh, holiday. Being the first HBCU player drafted in 19 years, what have you, into the WNBA in the first round, you got to love that. You got to love yeah, that. Yeah, got to love it, got to love it. Yes, sir. It's great to see it, man. TLO. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to Jackson State for sure. Definitely changing the culture. So we're going to stay on that subject right there about changing the culture. So, Xavier, I got to ask you, man. I got to ask you for real. Do you believe... The envision change that we've been talking about for HBCUs these past couple years. <laughs> I said past couple years. These past generations, what have you, we've been talking about this envision change for HBCUs, not just in sports, but, you know, HBCUs as a whole. Let me ask you this. Do you think we have reached that point to where we can, uh, not satisfactory, of course, we'll never be satisfied, but... Do you think we've reached a certain point where the the vision is starting to take place at least, or what we dream of HBCU should be? Oh, definitely, man. It's definitely taking point, uh, taking place. And uh, I'm glad you said aside from athletics, because even on the academic stand, uh, side of, it, of things, you see a lot of HBCUs getting a lot of donations, getting a lot of support. Right. Uh, you even got, NBA players repping uh, HBCUs like Chris Paul repping Howard University and, and HBCUs have been putting out a great product for the students and also student athletes for the past generation. So I believe we're finally getting to the point that you said he would be that going on right now. It's just a great step forward. And, you know, you see a lot of things now that you haven't been seeing, you know, in the past. You see an HBCU. Uh, getting more exposed and commercials getting more on social media, HBCUs, athletics playing more on ESPN, starting to pull out, you know, mm -hmm. major NFL stars like Eddie George coaching at uh, Tennessee, Tennessee right. uh, State. You got Jackson, uh, Jackson State got Deion Sanders. So definitely uh, the, the coach is changing and it's going in a great direction. Man. Right, right. Do you think, let me ask you this. I like, I know a lot of people give, Coach Prime, a lot of credit for the rise of the recent rise of HBCUs. But 
personally, I think there is a little a little rise already before Coach Brian. What do you think? Um, I think you know, being that I I, I had the opportunity to go to school in Mississippi. Uh, for a short time back in 2019, uh, I'm actually one of the few people that was able to see the transition of it all. Mm. Uh, I was able to see Jackson State before everything got started. And, you know, Jackson State was pretty much in a dump for quite some time. Right. And I think they were they were on a slow rise. I will say that Jackson State was on a slow and steady rise, but having Dion and bringing him in there, he made things pretty much kind of instant. Right. So that's something you don't generally see every day with with not just HBCUs but any football program you don't see a lot of instant success and you know you had to expect that from a former hall of famer you know he's going to pull in a lot of recruits right uh he was able to pull in the number one uh defensive back and also the number one recruit in the country Mm. so that's huge he was able to pack out you know homecoming 60,000 people that's also huge and he was able to bring out a lot of major recruits guys that would have been playing at FBS schools and major D1s and decided to come to an HBCU. Right. So things, little little things like that are, are what's helping change the culture. Even like uh, my guy, the head coach over there at FAMU, you know, he's done an excellent job excellent this season. Job. Yes, sir. Getting, getting the Rattlers back over 500, getting them to win the Florida Classic. Uh, you know, and he's been bringing in a lot of big guys, big name players mm-hmm. as well. And, and it's pretty much starting to spread like wildfire among sports. Right. And, and sports is going to be the main thing that pulls out, you know, uh, the greatness in HBCUs. You know, sports is what's going to be what gets people attention. So I think as long as sports head in the right direction, everything else will follow, man. Right, right. So staying on the sport, the HBCU sports, right, we're seeing, like you said, you already pointed out the ESPN deals we're getting. Uh, you already pointed out the – big recruits that are starting to pick HBCUs over these power five schools, of course, and our white counterparts, of course. What do you think the next step, the next evolution, the next step that's going to take HBCU sports to the next level? What do you think that would be? Uh, me personally, I think getting getting HBCUs to the next level uh, really be just the investments and giving more to the students. Uh, sport, one thing that a lot of these... Uh, just in general, even okay. just on the student side, you know, uh, having more opportunities for students to be able to travel and network, having mm-hmm. more opportunities for students to have uh, better help around campus, you know, better tutors, better technology, right. uh, more just more resources. And same thing for athletics, being able to invest in these smaller schools and HBCUs and be able to uh, accommodate to the needs of athletes as well so that we can compete at higher levels. Right. And, and that's pretty much all it comes down to when you when you look at recruiting on the athletic side and when you look at, you know, somebody choosing a school on the academic side, it all comes down to what does this institution have to offer me? Mm. So, you know, if you're comparing FAMU versus Florida State, you right. know, one, one might say Florida State has more resources, bigger, you know, better facilities. So what can FAMU do to accommodate those needs and to be able to compete on that level? And that's mm. all going to take funding. So I think the more people try, and, uh, the more the more that people um, are able to keep pushing this HBCU agenda, I think we'll, we'll continue to head in the right direction. I think that's the next step. Right. I'm going to piggyback off what you said because you answered my second question. I was trying to gear you towards the sports, what have you, for this one. But you are, you, you, whatever. You dipped into the second question. No problem with that. 
personally, you know, you could be devil's advocate on this. This is my problem. This is the next evolution for HBCUs as a whole. I think that, I personally believe that funding, like you said, is an issue. But I believe where the funding goes is the really big issue right now for HBCUs. I don't yeah. know about you, Xavier. I don't know about you personally. Definitely. definitely. But I am I, I know sick where you're going with and tired of seeing <laughs> the same fucking four HBCU schools like that's all there is. Yeah. When literally a few years ago, Bethune-Cookman was literally about to not exist anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I love respect to FAMU. I'm a double legacy at Bethune-Cookman, by the way. Respect to FAMU. Respect. To uh to Howard, respect to all the prominent HBCUs, respect to them. But there is literally <laughs> hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of HBCUs we're not talking about. And they're literally dying. Yeah. They're literally dying as we speak right now. And, and I will say, man, to, to piggyback of, off what you're saying, I agree with you 100%. And I'll also say this, you know, and this is to anybody that's listening as well. Right. You know, uh. The schools that you mentioned, FAMU, Howard, uh, Bethune, Jackson State, all these schools that's getting attention, all these schools that's getting funded, right. it all it all starts in-house. Mm. You know, it starts with the alumni at each institution. So even the smaller ones, you know, like I go to Elizabeth City State University. Right. You know, uh, for the things that we want here at Elizabeth City, it all it's all going to start with alumni support. It's all going to start with you know, in-house, you know, mm -hmm. uh, if you if you think about a fam, you are a Howard, you know, the, the people that go there, the people that graduate there, they love their institution. They love it. So they're always willing to give back. They're always willing to support. They're always willing to create that spotlight for their for their institution. And, their state and a schools. lot of these institutions, you know, they, they lack that. They mm -hmm. lack that sense of pride. They lack that sense of spirit. So, you know, you don't get the in-house support and it's hard for anyone on the outside to support anything that's on the ins that's not being supported on the, on the inside, inside right? Because especially, you know, in 2022, man, everything's a trend. Mm. You know, you got guys like Chad Ochocinco supporting the FAMU, and he never, he never even <laughs> been the FAMU. Not <laughs> one class. <laughs> I'm so, you, you know, you got guys like Chris Paul supporting <laughs> Howard, and he's never even been to Howard. No, you know, so it's yeah. but but you know, they see that swagger, they see that love that everybody else has for the institution, so. It, it kind of grows on you. You have to love FAMU. You have to love Howard. Right. Because everybody else loves it. Right. But then, you know, you got the smaller institutions or you have the other institutions that just don't get the same amount of love. You know, a lot of times it starts in-house. Mm. So for the people that's listening to this podcast, man, start supporting your school alumni. Oh, yeah. Start going back home. Start going back to your stomping grounds. Give back to what to what you know what gave you a degree. Right. Give back to what gave you the lifestyle that you're living. Right. You know what I'm saying. So that that's my that's my thoughts on that, man. I hear you, and I'm pre hey, you preaching to the congregation because trust, I may have graduated from Stetson, but I support Cookman like I literally graduated from that. I promise you, <laughs> I prom like they really must think I really go to school there. How much I really be in the vicinity of yeah. Cookman? I promise you, like that's how much love I have for them. Like my parents went to school there. I didn't go to school there. It is what it is, but I still got so much love for the culture and just the commitment they have there, bro. It's really, it's really inspirational. But I appreciate you, X, for real, man. I really do. Oh, I appreciate sure, you, my boy. Definitely gotta have you back on here. Definitely gotta have Definitely. you back on here, my boy. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. And we'll see you another time for sure, man. 
We'll see. We'll be back, though. We'll be back with some more of the glass ceiling, damn it. We'll be back. Appreciate you, my boy. I appreciate you. All right. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. With every record I be asking the masses to tune your hearts to me I represent intelligent niggas that grew up harshly But lately I've been questioning, second guessing Whether or not I've got something to offer since I done eluded poverty Or has the money watered me down, that truth is hard for me Like the second time I got cut from the junior varsity Fighting and we're back, we're back, we're back I love it here, I love it here, I love it here Damn it but you know who doesn't love it here? And you know she's around the corner just waiting to tell me to. Calm down. I won't do it, Karen. Shan't do it, Karen. Calm down. And I will not do it, Karen. Karen of the week, damn it. You know, some white person thought it was okay to be racist, so I think it's okay to make fun of that racist white person. You know how it goes. This week's Karen of the week, damn it. Don't know where it takes place. Not even going to lie to you, but this is hilarious. And you guys got to listen. You're taking my, my property. Well, you know, there's been a lot of comings and goings of UPS trucks in this neighborhood. And what about what about A that? lot of packages coming so? to this house particular. Well, something's going on in there. Something's so, going on so in there. So it's no, Amazon. I'm taking the package. It's my Amazon I'm, wish sir, list. I'm taking the package. No, you're not taking no, my package. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to call this one McGruff the White Dog. I'm going to call her McGruff the White Dog. Why? Because I promise you, whoever shot Tupac and Biggie... If she was on the case, they would be arrested. Ladies and gentlemen, this Karen, I'm trying to, oh, I'm trying to refrain from using some language, but this Karen had the audacity to not only go in another person's mailbox, which is a federal crime, in case you guys didn't know that, but yeah, she said she's going to take the package. The owner comes out and says, you're taking my property. Karen says, no, I think you guys are doing some illegal activity in here because a lot of UPS packages have come. What the fuck? Ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is the pr most prime definition of a Karen if there ever was ever one. A white lady who will literally tell you your property is hers. Oh my gosh. You can't make it up. People, they'll literally go into your own property, ladies and gentlemen. And somehow you'll come out on the wrong end. You can't make it up. They'll storm a Capitol building and get graciously walked down the steps. You can't make it up. But you know, that's all I really have to say about McGruff the White Dog. Get her on a leash. God dog, what the hell is going on? Lady? You, she better never come near. Never, ever, 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 ever come near my mailbox. Trust and believe, because we believe in a little stand our ground rights. Go ahead, bring it in for me, Karen, because I know you're trying to tell me to. Calm down. Won't do it, Karen. Calm down. I shan't do it, Karen. Calm down. Never will I ever do it, Karen. Go ahead and bring it in. Adversity talk. Adversity.
made it through another week. What can I say? You know, we made it through another week. But are you satisfied with that? Are you okay with just making it through? Or are you trying to actually, I don't know, do something with your life? You see, a lot of people go through life and they're satisfied. You know, they're okay with getting a 95. They're okay with, you know, paying their bills, you know, starting a nice little family, what have you. That's okay with their life. No shame on it. There is no shame in that life, ladies and gentlemen. That's what you choose to do with your life. I am not shitting on your life. But for those who want to be known and leave a footprint for when they're gone off this earth, for those who want to have generational love, for those who aim to, when I leave this earth, someone knew I was here. For those type of people, I'm talking to you. It starts today. That didn't start today. It starts right now. It starts right expeditiously now. Some of you are sitting in bed right now. Some of you are tired as hell from work. Some of you know you could be doing something to make your dreams a reality, but you're choosing not to. Well, that's going to be the difference between the people I was just talking about and those who actually make it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not far from, I'm far from where I want to be for sure. Trust and believe. But best believe I bust my ass every single day in some shape, way, or fashion to make sure my dreams become a reality. So now it's on you. What are you going to do, willing to do, need to do? Because you only know, only you know what you need, ladies and gentlemen. Don't, don't. Don't ever listen to someone on like me on a podcast telling you what you need to do with your life. Only you know. So what is it? What are you waiting on? And what the hell is taking so long? Damn it, I love you here. Damn it, I love you here. The damn organist was on point. I was on point. Xavier was on point. AG was on point, damn it. And we'll see you guys next week. Until then... You know what it is. You know what it is. Stay black. Stay blessed. And of course, stay beautiful. I love you. I love you. I love you. We'll see you next week, damn it. We'll see you next week. I'm a third wheeler. I'm a side I'm a heartbreaker. Give it up. I'm a third wheeler. I'm a side I'm a heartbreaker. Give it up, give it up, give it up. I'll keep you with your best interest. I'll keep you with your best interest.